welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew and uh, unfortunately today, well depending on how you look at the situation, uh, I am doing a solo show today, Robert is uh, unavailable. Uh, basically all that's happened, Robert's fine uh, and everything like that is, is not to do with his health. Um, he's got a new job and um, his work schedule is a little bit crazy. I spoke to him yesterday, uh, I'm going to send him the, this this show anyway. And uh, so that he knows what I've talked about and that sort of thing. Uh, but basically his work schedule is a little bit crazy. Because uh, I said to him yesterday like what time do you want to do the show today. So that I know what time to do it as well. And he said that he wasn't sure. Um, it's supposed to be a shortish sort of job. I think it's like a contract thing or, or whatever. Um, so uh, I think he's. I don't know how long that's going to last necessarily. Or what the situation is there. Uh, so it's possible that next week's show might be a solo one as well. We don't, we don't know at the moment. But we know at least as far as this week. Uh, we couldn't really figure out... Um, when we were going to do the show because Robert didn't know when he was going to finish his job for today so we didn't know what was going to happen necessarily but um yeah so unfortunately that's the situation um but uh, he will be back um soon I'm sure to uh, to join back in with the conversation uh, and I'm sure I'll be fine with doing a uh, solo episode I've I've done them before of course I did do um it was it was fairly recently, wasn't it? When we did the talked about Gotham Knights and all that, I remember doing two solo episodes in a row at that point, because um, of certain situation or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, obviously I've done dozens of podcasts on my own, so uh, I should be fairly fine to do this today on my own. But uh, um, yeah, Robert is doing well. He's he's perfectly in good health and everything. Uh, it's just a bit of a mixed up sort of job situation. But uh, all is well apart from that and all is well with me as well. So, because uh, usually I ask him how he is and that sort of thing. But we're both doing well. It's just a situation with his job. Um, but uh, you'll have to just listen to me today. Um, so yeah, in terms of things I've been playing, uh, I finished Watch Dogs Legion, um, went through it, uh, at the weekend, finished it, and, uh, I'm not gonna say too much here, because I did do my, uh, spoiler-free review, you can go and, uh, listen to that and everything, and, uh, see what I thought of the game, it's a spoiler-free review as well, so there's no need to worry about any spoilers, I mentioned different characters here and there, in the review, and obviously different, different, different things that kind of, not happen in the story, but what the story is about, and sort of that 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 kind of thing. I also talked about like the recruitment sec- uh, section of the game and how it was sort of interesting, but not entirely needed. But uh, if you want to hear more of my thoughts on Watch Dogs Legion, I did do the podcast on that, so that's pretty much what I've been playing there. Uh, Return to Call of Duty. Uh, the revive system is still not fixed in Cyber Attack. Uh, the interesting thing with that, because I've been talking to a few different people that I played the game with. Um, about the situation there. Uh, usually the, with the battle pass, um, when that gets reset, you usually get the next season that comes up. Now the interesting difference this time is that because when we got the update for the last season, which was season 6 for Modern Warfare, Black Ops Cold War, or Cold War Black Ops? No, Black Ops Cold War uh, wasn't out. Now, there's some speculation just just among different people I've played with and different things online. Because uh, there is currently, I think it was yesterday that I checked or maybe the day before, there were seven days left on the Battle Pass. Usually when the Battle Pass ends, you get the next season. Because we've had about, we've had, yeah, six seasons so far. We, we, we were due a seventh season. There was news that there was going to be a seventh season. And the speculation at the moment, now this is just speculation among people that I've played the game with and that kind of thing. 
have speculated that basically once this seven day timer on the battle pass runs out that we will get season seven and that we will get the update and that that update should fix the revive system now i don't know why you need to wait for the new season to fix a probably just a piece of code that's missing in the game because there was an update to the game and it got something happened with the revive system in cyber attack which was the main game mode that i play and it got taken out of the game basically uh, it's not broken you can't basically there's when a teammate dies there's no prompt to revive someone it's just not there as if it's like just not a thing in the game if if you if you stand next to somebody's body or whatever and you try and uh revive you'll probably just pick up their gun or something so it's not as if like you can prompt the revive thing and it doesn't work it's just not there there's nothing there to interact with um the other piece of speculation i saw or I have, have have talked to people about, is that when this seven day battle pass for the thing ends, it won't be for Modern Warfare Season 7, it will be for Black Ops Cold War Season 1, because we of course have a new Call of Duty game on the scene. So, there's that as well. It could be both. It could be Season 7 of Modern Warfare, and Season 1 of Black Ops Cold War, but, um... I have been saying before and saying before the new Call of Duty game came out that I don't I don't see a situation where they continue to give new season updates for Modern Warfare, update Warzone and update Black Ops Cold War. I don't see all three being supported. Now it's interesting when you open up uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare because it gives you three menu options basically. It's got Warzone in the middle. Uh, Black Ops Cold War on the left, which it says to me to purchase because I haven't bought it. And then on the right, it's got Modern Warfare. So they're sort of trying to set it up so where... Because uh, I know that the progress that you make in Warzone for Modern Warfare gets carried over to Black Ops Cold War and vice versa. I don't know exactly how that works because they're games set in completely different time settings. And have different weapons and different maps and whatever. So I, I don't know how that works necessarily. I don't play Warzone. So I, I've, I've spoken about that before. I think it might just be a rank thing maybe. I'm not really sure. But if this if this 7 day timer ends. Which it will end before the next podcast. I don't know if Robert will be able to join me. Or if it will be another solo episode. The countdown timer for that should end by next week's episode. So I should know by next week what's going on. But it would make it would make some sense that that would be for Black Ops Cold War Season 1. And for Modern Warfare Season 7. Now another question that I have for people is... Okay, so Modern Warfare is a year old now. Uh, it came out... Well, 13 months old actually. Because uh, it came out October last year. I think it was October last year. Either October or November. Regardless, it's about a year, a year old. Um... How long is Modern Warfare going to get supported for? Because is it going to be supported until next year? When the next Call of Duty game comes out? And then you've what, got three Call of Duty games to support? I don't I don't know how that's going to work. But we obviously don't know what the next Call of Duty game is going to be. Is going to be. I'm just wondering. Okay next month, the one after, the one after that. How long is that support going to kind of go on for? So it's a bit of speculation at the moment. But that's that's what's going on with the game basically at the moment uh terms of other things played some fifa played some pairs that's that's going pretty well doing a lot better on pez as some of you have noticed in the live streams i'm getting a bit more used to the game i think which i I knew was kind of the situation i'm still having a little bit of trouble just shooting in the game there's certain chances i feel i should be scoring a little bit more um but it's it's just the fundamental difference between fifa is much more of a arcadey 
type of football game and Pez is very much more just a simulator sort of game uh so Pez is a lot more realistic in terms of just how it works um I mean aside from the refereeing refereeing system um but yeah I'm getting used to playing both because obviously I play FIFA with my with my dad and then I play Pez on on the streams and stuff so yeah it is interesting to play both but that's going pretty well other than that um my next game that I'm going to be starting because of course I finished Watch Dogs Legion I'm going to be going on to uh, Super Mario Sunshine because uh, I have got the 3D All-Stars collection for Switch. I've also got Hyrule Warriors for Switch. Uh, not Hyrule Warriors. Um, Hyrule Age of Calamity, I think is the actual name of it. The new Breath of the Wild prequel thing. I played a couple of minutes of it. I just wanted to see what it even looked like. Um, it, it looked quite good. It looked interesting. At least I like sort of the setup there. Um, I played some of Super Mario 64. Because uh, I wanted to dip into that that Mario collection, and it just doesn't. It feels. I don't know. I might go back to it at some point, but I've just got more interested at the moment in playing Super Mario Sunshine. It's just a bit more modern and a bit newer. Um, it, it just something something about Mario sixty four just felt a little bit strange because you've got Mario sixty four, then you've got Super Mario Sunshine, and then you've got it's either Worlds or Galaxy. I'm not sure. I can't remember which the third one is, but. Uh, it's one of those um, in, in the collection as well. But yeah, I did have, uh, or I still got uh, Super Mario Sunshine on my GameCube. But I would just prefer to play it on Switch. Um, so that I can, you know, pause it better and, you know, play it on my new system and stuff. Plus use the Switch again. Uh, by the way, I, uh, what was it? It was last night. Went to, uh, you know, close Hyrule, uh, not Hyrule Warriors, the Hyrule game, uh, Age of Calamity. Went to close that. Put in the um, Mario All-Stars game. The 3D All-Stars thing. Um, and uh, I got Joy-Con Drift. Yeah. And on my uh, main Switch menu. I've never heard somebody say what that menu's called. Because you've got the Xbox dashboard. You've got the cross-media bar for PlayStation. I don't know what the Switch home is called. But the home screen of the Switch anyway. I've literally never heard anybody say what it's called. And it's been about three and a half years. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't even move any of the Joy-Cons. I basically just op- uh, turned on my Switch. Uh, went to the main menu thing. Uh, pressed X to close the thing. Pressed A to, to, to quit it or whatever. Uh, took one cartridge out. Put another one in. And the game came up. And then uh, my right stick decided to go to the right. Um, I hadn't touched any of the, I guess you could call them analog sticks, on the Joy-Cons. Went to do that. And uh, yeah, basically I just pushed the stick back the other way. It's it's a really big issue and it was really, really annoying when it happened. Um, so yeah, it's it's. I just hope that, because obviously something like the one of the 3D Mario games, when I go to play Super Mario Sunshine is going to require me to use the right stick because of the camera and I just hope that that doesn't mess me up so yeah if it comes to it because I want to actually try playing it a bit more in handheld mode uh, if it comes to it I'll just put the switch in the dock I will take the joy cons off and I will use my uh, PS4 controller adapter thing because that's really the only way to get around it uh, other than trying to get the joy cons fixed um, so, but it's good that I got something else I can use anyway. So, that's pretty much me in terms of what I've been playing and doing in terms of games. Uh, obviously, there's TV shows and stuff that I've been watching, but this is a video games podcast. So, uh, speaking of things that we've been watching and everything, uh, let's get into some housekeeping. See you for that in a minute. 
Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show alright recently on entertainment talk what have we got here what have we got here let me scroll down uh yes as i said my watchdogs legion review i gave it a possible skip rating gave some different reasons on the podcast as to why just in terms of what i got out of the game and what i think other people will want to get out of the game if that makes sense uh but i gave it that rating and did a spoiler free review so if you want to know a bit more in depth of what i think of watchdogs legion now that i've finished it and the curious interesting ending to the game again spoiler free but uh yeah you can check that out if you want to know what i think of watchdogs legion uh, manchester united in quite dramatic style beat southampton 3-2 we were 2-0 down at half time it looked doom and gloom uh cavani came on at half time bruno fernandez scored the equalizer or not the equalizer the first goal then cavani scored two headers one of which was in the 92nd minute to win the game and yes i shouted and uh, cheered for, for that when that went in but uh, nonetheless uh, still a poor performance uh, you don't you don't paper over the cracks of a bad performance with uh, with a win but uh, nonetheless three points for Manchester United and uh, we are but yes Manchester United beat Southampton 3-2 in the Premier League and have moved up the table which is really really good um, let's play Sunday's episode for Crash Bandicoot 4 you can check that out if you want to see more of that uh, Star Trek Discovery is still continuing uh, we're up to season 3 episode 7 we're almost sort of almost finished with the season we've got about 5 episodes left or so but uh, that's Star Trek Discovery that's still continuing with its season uh, TV Talk did that with Grey uh, last week we talked about High School Musical the series I'm not going to read out the full name of the, of, of the show 
but the High School Musical uh, TV series on Disney Plus, uh, Emily in Paris on Netflix talked a bunch about uh, different procedurals and things like that, and we also talked about um, The Undoing on HBO and uh, Sky Atlantic, so there's that as well. Uh, the Walking Dead uh, World Beyond Season 1 Episode 8, we'll be talking about the double season finale episode uh, tomorrow for 9 and 10 they both aired this week because uh, I've watched them both uh, but we're going to be talking about those episodes and the season finale uh, tomorrow so have a look out for that uh, and then of course we've got Fear the Walking Dead which is uh, for season 6 episode 7 the mid-season finale that will be back some point next year and then there's the gaming talk from last week as well but that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms let's move into some news Alright, so first thing that we've got, uh, this was in the news last week, but for the life of me I just couldn't remember that it actually happened. I went to make the notes last week and knew that there was something big that had been announced, I just could not remember what it was. But, uh, I do have it with me today. Um, James, There's a James Bond game in development from IO Interactive and they are the developers of the newest Hitman games. Uh, there's a third one on the way, and at some point soon there will be VR support for all three games, which would be really, really cool, and I'm going to play through all three of them when that happens. But uh, I think this is a really, really good fit. We've spoken before about developers and whether they'd fit with certain games, and I remember saying recently that with the Avengers game that uh, Crystal Dynamics just didn't really fit um, that particular franchise, because you can't just have anyone make any game there's you know certain qualities that uh, developers sort of lean towards and things like that and this sort of you know espionage spy kind of genre uh, i know that the role of hitman is a little bit different to the role of someone like james bond um but fundamentally it's still sort of the same spy-esque sort of genre which is uh, really really good i think this is a great fit i can't wait to see what they do with this i did see some worries from people that they hope this isn't like a hitman game but with a james bond sort of skin i suppose um but we will we will see what they what they come out with with that uh, i i think that would be a little bit cheap if they did it like that like you've got to have sort of the core stealth kind of mechanics and an assassin sort of mechanics from james bond but don't make it too much like a hitman game there's going to be a bit of a fine line between that i suppose to where you know, a James Bond game could feel like it's just got a James Bond sort of skin on it. Um, and again, kind of bringing up the Avengers, that sort of feels like an Anthem game in a way, but with... Or, or a Destiny sort of style game with, with an Avengers sort of thing in there. Um, I know that the Avengers characters play different to, you know, the Anthem and the Destiny characters and stuff, but sometimes you've got to avoid feeling like you're copying another game in this case it would be the game that they've that they've made in the past with hitman but i think yeah i think this is a brilliant fit and uh yeah you know I've, i'm assuming this will come out some point after uh hitman 3 that game was announced uh for one of the playstation showcases earlier this year or one of the playstation events um my assumption would be that the hitman 3 will be 2021 and then this hitman game would be in a few years time 
Um, so we'll see because we don't know how far along Hitman uh, 3 is in development. But uh, yeah, we've got a new James Bond game on the way, and uh, I think that'll be really, really quite cool. So uh, yeah, we've got that to look forward to as well. Now this next piece of news uh, I have put in the headlines, which is about Last of Us 2 winning some awards. I couldn't remember if we'd already spoken about these because I remember talking about them somewhere, but it was off the air and I was talking to David about it because he brought up the jo- the uh, Golden Joystick Awards. Um, and I checked my show notes from last week and we did talk about awards, but it was the Game Awards that we talked about because I just, I just mentioned that I did my voting for uh, the Golden Joystick Awards. But uh, Last of Us 2 has come out swinging yet again, uh, not just with nominations, because obviously the uh, topic of uh, a few weeks ago was talking about how Ghost of Tsushima and uh, Last of Us Part 2 had kind of destroyed the nominations, because they got both got nominated for multiple categories. Uh, Last of Us 2 was won really, really well in the uh, Golden Joystick Awards. Uh, of course, there's a bunch of these different award things. I think Golden Joystick and Game Awards are two that sort of stick out a little bit. Um, of course, the, the game... The Game Awards with Jeff Keighley is what I would consider the official one. Like the official Game of the Year and that sort of thing. But still, there is there is other Game game Awards sort of shows. Uh, some of them are just a bit more quieter. Um, but they won 1, 2, 3, 4, five, 6 awards. Um, PlayStation Game of the Year. Ultimate Game of the Year. Uh, Best Storytelling. Studio of the Year. So Naughty Dog in this situation. Best Visual Design. And then Best Audio. Um, I do still think that in those particular categories, even when you look at things like visuals, audio, storytelling, um, even you know things like accessibility that it was nominated for for the game for the game awards, I do think that it did the best job of any game in all those categories this year. I just think across the board, it's just it deserves to win all those. Um, I want to just bring up for a minute. There is a new new this this kind of tires me out a little bit talking about this but i i want i want to sort of address it because it's something i want to i still want to talk about it but it just it annoys me a little bit so last of us 2 came out there was all the leaks and and whatever which had a very big lack of context uh for anyone that's still i i'm not trying to say this to try and push you to buy last of us 2 because you know that's not what i'm here to do if you're still someone who's on the fence about playing this game and you read the leaks which I know this is going back a few months. This is going back before the game came out. But the leaks that people saw were putting people off the game quite a bit. I promise you that although... Well, I can't really tell you if some of that stuff is true or isn't true. Because that would kind of spoil the game. If you know what the leaks are. But uh, there's a big lack of context in there. Especially one big particular thing that was in the leaks. I don't want to say what it was because it's going to go into spoilers. But... There's such a big lack of context. There's things that happen in this game that are explained, um, but don't have the explanation in the leaks. So yeah, that that's where that's where all the controversy sort of started with Last of Us Two, wasn't it? With um, you know, the leaks came out, people weren't happy about them. I didn't read the leaks until after the game because I'm I just remember people saying like, oh, I've read these leaks, I hate what they're doing here. And I remember saying on one of the podcasts, like, what could they possibly have done for people to hate the game this much? Like, is the game really that bad? And it turns out it was just a lack of context. Um, you know, if you, if you didn't like what happened in the story, you didn't like what happened to the characters or what they did, that's totally fair. That's 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 up to you. That's your opinion. That's totally fine. I've said that on numerous occasions. 
but the second part of the controversy is like okay why there's a discussion going online at the moment about um okay why is last of us 2 getting nominated for so many awards and winning so many awards because as i've just read out it just won six awards at the golden joystick and of course it got nominated for what was it 10 awards at the game awards uh a few weeks ago when it was when it was nominated for things it's i mean it's the way it is you know it got nominated because it's a good game um there is no i mean the only the only criteria i understand for actually nominating a game for anything is it has to come out between a particular point you know start and end of a particular point of the year uh obviously things like cyberpunk we know this this year uh, have been moved to next year because well cyberpunk comes out on the day of the game awards so yeah you can't really include that uh, things like Jedi Fallen Order last year were pushed to um, this year because it got nominated for, was it Best Action Game or something? I think it was nominated for. Uh, not Star Wars Squadrons, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, the last year's Star Wars game. Then you have things like Smash Brothers, uh, which was a 2018 game in December that was pushed to 2019. So there's things like that that I know that there's... Um, a certain criteria like your game has to come out by a certain point in order to be nominated um because i remember that with jedi fallen order i think the game came out two or three days before the awards were announced and obviously it just got cut off because it was it was too late and it got pushed to to this year's awards um it's it's a little bit fiddly you know technically cyber you know cyberpunk is still a 2020 game but it will be in the 2021 awards so that's what i understand in terms of um uh you know criteria in terms of like whether something's good or bad or should it deserve something (sighs) to me at the end of the day with last of us when it comes down to the controversy it's down to people didn't like abby because they didn't like the way that she looked uh people didn't like a particular thing that happened in the story because to me they don't really understand drama and stakes if you don't like what happened in the story that's different uh that's a that's a totally different thing if you understand drama and stakes which last of us 2 very much has because it is a dramatic story um which big characters are going to die in the story that's just how that works uh especially with a post-apocalyptic story as well like a zombie sort of uh story um yeah people didn't like the way that abby looked because she had muscles basically and she's a woman that's got muscles and some people don't like that even though there's been bodybuilders and whatever for decades even but you know way 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 before even i was born or whatever uh women have looked like that for years but for some re- for some reason because abby looked like that in this game people didn't like that and because of what happened in the story people couldn't take it i suppose those are i've because i've seen a t- I've, I've seen all of the angles of hate around this this for this game this year and all of which i disagree with and that's just my opinion you know i'm fine with what happened in the story i love what happened in the well not love what happened in the story i see that's the thing with last of us it's not a game that like i don't know it's 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 a bit strange um but regardless you know if you didn't like what happened in the story that's that's totally fine everything i think i've made a point anyway but there's no like I I don't part, part of me doesn't get the okay what is the criteria for because you get what five or six nominees for for like game of the year what is the criteria there I think it's just the the six games that stood out the most throughout the year I think it's pretty much as simple as that and Last of Us was one that got nines and tens and whatever all over the place so it was Animal Crossing so it was Doom so it was uh, Ghost of Tsushima so it was what were the other nominees uh 
whatever the other nominations were as well but yeah that's just that's just how that works but it is getting a bit tiring to see it first of all it was a controversy about what happened in the game now it's controversial because the game got uh nominated for the for the awards and there's one different award it's just it it's getting a little bit tiring to sort of see it so but yeah that's just again this is just my perspective if you think differently but it's totally fine, so uh, I'll just stress that. But yes, PlayStation Game of the Year, Ultimate Game of the Year, Best Storytelling, Studio of the Year, Best Visual Design, and Best um, Audio as well. So yeah, absolutely dominated the uh, Golden Joystick Awards, and I hope it does it again in 10 days in the Game Awards, which is next week Friday. <laughs> yeah, which is which is very, very soon. So um we will see what happens with all of that. But that's the last of us two for Golden Joystick Awards. Uh, sorry if I went on a bit of a rant. I was just talk- so I was just trying to explain my perspective on things, which is what I'm here to do. So uh, let's move on to some fun stuff. Not that that wasn't fun, but there's awkward conversations attached to it. Uh, where did my screenshot go that I have? There we go. So very interesting thing here. I'm not actually sure what to make of this, but we're- I'm going to talk about it anyway. Crash Bandicoot, of course another game that I very much love from this year, Crash Bandicoot 4, um, tweeted out a video, it's 30 seconds long, or about 30 seconds long, and the video says, I'll, t- I'll tell you what the video says, and then I'll tell you what happens in the video. So from the Crash Bandicoot account, which was retweeted by Naughty Dog, and was retweeted by PlayStation, great to see friends helping friends this holiday season with a winky face uh then they tagged naughty dog and playstation they probably would have retweeted it anyway but they just tagged them anyway the video is a 30 second video of coco crash bandicoot sister who is playable in the insane trilogy and is playable um in crash bandicoot 4 uh, crash's sister is playing uncharted Oh, which one was it? I think it's Uncharted 3. It's the bell sequence when you're falling down a tower. And you have to basically climb your way out. That's either from Uncharted 3 or Uncharted 4. I think it's Uncharted 3. Um, uh, basically, you have to, there's all these you know different cogs in the tower and stuff. And it's, it's collapsing and you've got to jump your way out of it. In typical sort of Uncharted style. So Coco's doing that. She's you know focusing and she's tapping buttons and whatever. Um, I don't think it's a dual shock that she's holding. Let me just zoom into the picture. Uh, no, it's just a standard sort of grey big controller. Uh, Crash is sitting next to her. He's sipping on this drink. He's uh, doing all sorts of emotions because of course the only words that Crash says is "whoa" when he uh, when he dies or falls down uh, a particular area of of the map. If you've accidentally made him fall off of that. Uh, Coco does speak, of course. Uh, I think Crash is the only character in the game that doesn't speak. Because I remember the different cutscenes with multiple characters. And they pretty much all speak apart from uh, Crash. But he never has really spoken before. Uh, apart from the terrible Skylanders show. Don't watch that. Um, well, li- like it if you watch Skylanders. But don't, don't watch that show for Crash. It will just disappoint you. Especially when they bring Coco in. Because it's just it's just weird. Uh, who speaks? Uh, Crash in that show speaks in like an Australian accent it's just it's uh it's weird um so yeah she's doing all that she does manage to sort of get past this part in the uncharted game uh crash sort of like cheers and whatever um he's very very animated crash in in this particular scene because crash is sort of like flailing his arms around and stuff and coco's just sort of sitting there and doing like the typical tension video game type of thing um there was pointed out 
the now I couldn't see what this logo said but in the top right of the video there's a logo that's supposed to hint towards something I couldn't for the life of me read it what what it said it's sort of hidden behind this piece of wood or whatever um some people have said that this is teasing a new game which I'm all for I think you know I'd love to see another game from uh, any of the three developers really you've got Beanox you've got uh, Vicarious Visions and you've got um Toys for Bob that made this game of course as well uh, so Crash is sitting there sipping this drink. She wins, or however you describe her as winning. Crash cheers. Coco sort of is like, "Oh, my brother!" Kind of that 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 sort of look that she gives, uh, which is quite funny. Um, and then yeah, it ends there basically, and uh, it it looks like it takes place on Insanity Beach because it looks the, the location sort of looks a little bit like that. It's the same. Oh, excuse me. It's the same uh, blue sofa that they've got as well. That they sit on at certain parts in the game. And it's in the very first level. Which is on uh, Insanity Beach. So there's a lot there to actually look at. Now in terms of this being a tease for a new game. I mean <laughs> Crash Bandicoot 4 only came out in October. Um, and it's now December. So it's it's a little over a month old. It's about six weeks old or so. Uh, no sorry about five weeks old or so. It feels a little bit early, like really early to tease the next game. I mean, I'm all for, like I said, a Crash Bandicoot 5 uh, and 6 and 7 and whatever. As long as they keep delivering, you know, what they did well in uh, the the current Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, 3 and 4, uh, which which are brilliant games that I love. So I'd obviously love to see another game. It just feels really early. I think this is just sort of like a season's greeting kind of thing like I, I i don't know maybe i'm reading too much into i think it does probably mean something but a part of me just thinks that this is crash band the well toys for bob basically or activision just sort of having fun with it a bit i do like however how even though sony doesn't own this ip anymore it's uh owned by um activision and of course you know crash bandicoot is always going to be in playstation's history pretty much uh, I mean, Activision's a third-party publisher anyway, and uh, the games will, the games will probably always be on PC, Xbox, Switch eventually, and uh, you know, PC, Xbox, all four of the main of the main sort of platforms. Um, it is interesting that because it's clear that Activision is fine with the whole PlayStation history sort of there. Because, uh, you know, Nathan Drake from Uncharted is in, is in this video and he is still, you know, attached to the Uncharted series developed by Naughty Dog, which is owned by uh, PlayStation. So it's interesting that there's still that little bit of PlayStation kind of crossover there, that sort of PlayStation history, the sort of nod to that. And I really, really do like that a lot. And uh, a lot of people pointed out that they like that quite a lot as well. Um, but I just... This feels really early to be teasing another game. Uh, whether it's some sort of DLC level would be really cool. They did do the DLC for... Uh, well, they did Stormy Ascent from Crash Bandicoot 1, which was free. Which was a level that was originally too difficult for the original game that they had to take out. But they put back in for the Insane Trilogy. Um, and then they made... I think it was called Future Tense for Crash Bandicoot 3, which was also free to download as well. Uh, for the, for the insane trilogy, so yeah, and a sort of extra level. I mean, there's already a hundred levels in the game, and there's a ton of stuff, an absolute ton of stuff to do. But sure, if this is a DLC level or some sort of holiday content, that would be great. I just think it's really early to tease another game. Now, there could be in the early stages of planning Crash Bandicoot Five. That would be brilliant as well. Um, but 
yeah, just feels a little early to me. But again, I'm all for uh, where this is going. But I love what they're doing here. I love you know everything about this, and uh, it's great. And it's a great little scene to watch as well. So that was really good. Uh, so we will see what comes out of this. Um, whenever something does, we we really don't know. But uh, it's going to be interesting, nonetheless, in the future. Uh, but yeah, I just appreciate that Naughty Dog, PlayStation, and Activision are kind of together on this thing, I suppose, which is which is really good. Uh, but let's move on from Crash Bandicoot 4 and talk about um, December's Games with Gold and PS Plus games. So, uh, we've got... Uh, I'll just read this out from Xbox.com. Uh, the December Games with Gold lineup is here on the Xbox One and Series S and X and all that stuff on your Xbox, basically. Uh, solve the mystery and catch the Raven in the Raven Remastered and take out waves of enemies in the shooter platformer uh, Bleed 2. Um, and for our classic lineup via backwards compatibility, of course, the Xbox 360 games, shoot the devil in the face uh, in Saints Row. It's called Gat Out of Hell. G A T. So instead of G E T, which is Get Out of Hell. It's called Gat Out of Hell, which is whatever. It's Saints Row, so what do you expect? Uh, and solve um, puzzles in, as a nesting doll in stacking. I think this is another really poor month for Games of Gold. I think that the Saints, excuse me, I think that the Saints Row games are terrible. Uh, I've played two of them. I didn't finish them because I didn't want to. I think they are basically a cheap. They're a cheap version of GTA, really, aren't they? And they used to be a lot more simpler. Now they've got all this really weird, bizarre stuff. It's a game that's out there. It's a game that's built just for fun and laughs and whatever. But I don't think those games are very good at all. Uh, Bleed 2, I think, is the best one here. I do have that on my Switch, actually. But it's really, really difficult. Uh, it's just really, really fast. And uh, very sort of hectic and all that sort of thing. But uh, I did like it. I do want to go back and play it. I do own it on my Switch because I did buy it. So I can play it at any time. The Raven Remastered. I've never seen that game before. Let me just actually look at the picture here. Uh, no, I don't even recognise that game. So, um, and then the stacking looks weird. Um, that could be a good game for, like, puzzle solving, possibly. I'm just trying to think of what you could get out of these games, basically. Uh, it's a game that looks kind of family-friendly a little bit. If if you want to kind of, I know I'm kind of searching a little bit here. If you want to maybe teach, like, uh, your young children or your nieces and nephews or children that are related to you or children that you are looking after is a way to sort of put that like if you're babysitting or whatever the occasion may be it could be a decent game for puzzle solving um i don't know how much they'll learn from it but it's it's still like you, you got to figure things out you know um obviously it's much better for young people to play stacking than it is for saints row <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, The Raven I couldn't tell you anything about and Bleed 2 is a good one for uh, if you want a, a tough video game. So that's your Games of Gold. Um, I don't think it's a very good month at all. So uh, they continue they continue on the path of that which is, which is a bit of a shame. Again, I just think it's more effort into Game Pass these days which I understand Game Pass is doing extremely well. Um, it is interesting to me that what's being advertised these days is... Game Pass Ultimate or Game or Xbox Live, like the the ultimate thing, which you can get for one dollar. It's a great, it's a great marketing thing, really, because again, on uh, I think it was this week, I saw an advert again, 
uh, you know, get uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Game Pass Ultimate, that's what it's called. Uh, for one dollar, now you can get like you know the Mandal, not the Mandalorian. Almost called the whole service based off of one show. Um, Disney Plus for like the month, uh, you know, month free trial, and then you get get you get games with gold kind of thrown in, and then you get the hundred plus games or however many games are on uh, Game Pass as well. So it's a good deal for one pound if you want all of that. I just don't think that games with gold is really worth it at the moment. But it's it's being bundled in with Game Pass at the moment, which is a good sort of. Hey, you know, if you want to sign up for if you want to sign up for either of these things, not only do you also get Disney Plus thrown in three for a month, but whatever the other one is that you weren't so interested in, you get that thrown in as well. So whether you're signing up for just Xbox Live Gold to play online or the the discounts and stuff like that, or if you're signing up for Games of Gold, or if you're signing up for Game Pass, you get the other thing thrown in for free. Which is uh, which is uh, you know a good deal, but I just don't think the games of gold has been very good for uh, for a long time. Uh, let's move on to PS Plus for December. Uh, your twenty uh, December twenty twenty, your free uh, PS Five and PS Four games announced. So what have we got here for you? Um, uh, I'll read this. This is from uh, PushSquare.com, which is a good site for PlayStation news. Uh, December's twenty twenty uh, free pl- PS Plus games uh, have been announced, and has been the case since the PS Five launch earlier in the month. Uh, three titles are up for grabs. One of which is available uh, on Sony's new console, the PS5. Uh, the PS5 game in question is Worms Rumble, the latest entry in the long-running series, uh, which will also be playable on PS4. Meanwhile, on PS4, uh, subscribers uh, can get. Just Cause 4 and um, Rocket Arena. Uh, not Rocket League, Rocket Arena. The It says it's an arena shooter. Just Cause 4 I think is a good game to have fun with. I, th- I genuinely think if you want to go into a big open world game to just have fun and blow stuff up and shoot stuff and whatever. Just Cause 4 is a very very good option for that. Because you've got options like Grand Theft Auto which is a good option for that. Saints Row which I don't think is very good. Uh, you've got things like Crackdown. 1, 2, and 3, I suppose. I don't think that those games are very good. Uh, just in terms of like mucking around or messing around in an open world, I think that Just Cause 4 is your best option. Plus, you get like loads of weapons and RPGs and all sorts of things. Either that or one of the Grand Theft Auto games um, is, uh, is probably a good option. But uh, yeah, Worms Rumble being included for PS5, which is quite good. I did used to play the Worms games, but... Um, I just haven't for a very long time. I've not really had the need or want to, I suppose. Uh, but uh, the ones that I have played on the Worms series have been quite good. They're, they're quite, quite good sort of fun games as well. And then Rocket Arena, um, I think is a little bit of a, a letdown here possibly. I haven't played it myself so I can't speak to the quality of the game. But um, yeah, you've got Rocket Arena in there as well if you wanted. But uh, I, think, I think that just based on... Worms Rumble and Just Cause 4. I think that's a fairly good month. Uh, not one of Sony's, not one of PlayStation Plus's best, but certainly quite a good month. So uh, that's your PS Plus and your Xbox Games with Gold games uh, for the month of December, the last one of the year. So we'll see what they come out with in the new year at some point soon. I would just really like as a VR owner, a PSVR owner rather, um, to have some PS uh, PSVR games in there. I think that Beat Saber could be due for something like that. I'd love to try out Beat Saber. It just I've never I've never seen it discounted. It's like twenty five pound, and I don't really want to pay twenty five pound for a game like that uh, or for for a VR game. And uh, I also can't rent it, so uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm a bit limited on my uh, Beat Saber options. But it's certainly a game I'm interested in. So 
there's that as well um and then you got yeah just just uh, i've said there is quite a lot of vr psvr games available and you could probably include some of them as well so uh but that is those for december we'll see what they come up with in january but i do want just some psvr games in the future i think that will be uh, a good offering because they've done it in the past i think they've done it twice before they'd offered uh firewall zero hour which is quite a good game actually uh, it takes a bit of getting used to the movement's a little bit weird um but uh it's quite a good game anyway so uh, i had some fun with that in multiplayer that was quite good and uh, i think wipeout in vr was the other option wasn't it before um if i remember correctly yeah there's been i think there's been two of them in the past so uh that's all the news and everything that we've got for this week uh, of course we don't have anything from robert to add because he's not here unfortunately um but uh, let's move on to some emails. We got two this week. Uh, one of which I wanted to leave until last because it's a very nice email to finish off on. But we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, if you do want to send in your emails, thoughts, questions, comments, concerns uh, about anything related to video games or anything related to Entertainment Talk, uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Becky says, So, fellas. With Cyberpunk just around the corner, what are we expecting for reviews from the big outlets? Um, I'll have to, of course, ask this question to Robert when he's back. Um, I'm expecting 9s and 10s from most of them. There will be some out there that will give it like a 6 or a 7. They'll find some problems with the game or whatever. Uh, but as long as the game doesn't launch with any major problems, which it shouldn't do because it has been delayed quite a few times... Because uh, it was due to come out in April, then in November, now in December. So, yeah. You, you think about, like, okay, what version of the game did they have that was going to be ready all the way back in April? And then you think of, I don't know how many months that is. April, yeah, then May, June, July, August. Sorry, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Seven more months of development after that. Um, roughly seven months, because, you know, they got a... Um, make the game go gold and sort of ship it and stuff so that takes a little bit of time off off from it but six or seven more months after that from development i remember one of the somebody at cd project red said that they were having trouble getting the melee combat sort of done the way they wanted it to um i think that was back in april i remember reading about that um but again what what version did they think that they were going to have ready in april that they've had another six or seven months to work on what what version do they now have that's improved from that april version or even the version that was going to be ready for november 19th was it i think um the game has obviously changed since then probably not as much from the november to december delay but certainly from you know april to december uh the game's probably changed um a bit or, or gotten better gotten better from there but i think there will be people that uh try to dig a little bit for problems in this game someone will find something that they don't like because well they always do and uh i think that those people give the game like a, a six or a seven i can't see anybody giving this game lower than like a six or a seven but i do think the vast majority is going to be nines and tens on metacritic it will probably be nine and above i would imagine user score is going to be a bit different um so yeah again all, all of that like i said about last of us and all the all the you know controversial stuff at the end of the day it's, it's it's down to opinions if someone doesn't like a game and you do neither of you are right or wrong vice versa neither of you are right or wrong really um but yeah i just i just hope that the game doesn't launch with any problems and that this development thing that's been going on 
hasn't hindered uh, something necessarily. So, but I, I I think the game will come out great. Um, I'm getting looking forward to it. I'm getting looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it more as time has gotten closer. Um, I don't know. May, maybe it's because for me, like the the only two big games left for the year for me to play, I think, is Spider Man, Multi Miles, uh, which is in my rental list. Uh, I'm just waiting for it. And because uh, I sent I sent Watch Dogs Legion back today, so I should get uh, Spider Man soon, hopefully. Uh, I'm hoping to get that and play through that before Cyberpunk. Not in like a rush through it way, but it's it's supposed to be quite short. So uh, yeah, I'm hoping to to go through that for, for for then. But now that like, just for me again, now that like Crash has come out, Last of Us has come out, Spider Man is 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 still kind of there. Cyberpunk. I, I'm now able to sort of focus on Cyberpunk a bit more. Before it was like, okay, Last of Us two. Obviously, I was wildly looking forward to that, and that paid off. Crash Bandicoot four was really really looking forward to that. Uh, things like Watch Dogs Legion, I was looking forward to uh, Spider Man, which is I, I've still got yet to play. But um, now that most of those games have come and gone, Cyberpunk's the only one left. So yeah, uh, it is it is interesting that such a big game like that is coming out in December. Usually, most of the big games are out in October, November, which they intended it to be, obviously, for November nineteenth. But uh, it just didn't quite work out that way. So. Um, but yeah, I think nines and tens from most people, and then some like you, you'll get one or two like six or sevens, and then you'll you'll get a YouTube video that you'll come across. This is why I hate cyberpunk, and it'll be like okay, cool. Um, again, if someone hates cyberpunk, that's fine. So yeah, uh, Michelle says uh, I really hope Animal Crossing wins something this year. It's a game that really calms me and has offered me something special. So I wanted to end the show here today on this email. I think this is a really nice one. And speaks to something I've talked about recently, which is how Last of Us 2 and Crash Bandicoot 4 helped me. Um, I was nervous to do that podcast. It felt a little bit silly to do to do it at certain points. But I thought, you know what? I've got the platform to do it. I want to do it. Nobody can tell me that I can't. Um, if I feel that way about the game, that's, uh, that's completely up to me. Nobody can tell me that, that, that those games don't mean the way that they do. And uh, I've read stories before about... Um, Oh, I can't remember the exact title. There was there was an article I read a couple of years ago about somebody that played Breath of the Wild, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, and how like they were really really down in the dumps. They were really really down and and uh, struggling with depression and things. And the Switch was about to come out, and Breath of the Wild was of course the launch title, and it had kind of lifted them up. You know, new console, new game. Breath of the Wild can be really really calming and. I, I think that video games definitely can do that to people, you know, really, really calm people down and uh, just just give you a special experience. It doesn't have to be something that calms you down or makes you happy necessarily, but just something something that's a special experience that really kind of sticks with you, you know. Because uh, if, if we are to compare, you know, Last of Us and Animal Crossing, <laughs> one of them's definitely more darker than the other. Um, so Last of Us is a game that, Last of Us 2 is a game that's, makes me happy when I think about it. The story isn't one that's like, oh yeah, really happy memories because it's like all dark and bleak and all that sort of thing. But what I mentioned a second ago about special experiences that really help you and kind of get get you through tough times, you know. Uh, the special experiences is the thing that I'm kind of really pointing at here. Um, if a game really just kind of has a special effect on you or has a, has a particular special experience on you, um, and I hope that everyone can find that. I really, really do. And I'm really glad that Michelle could with Animal Crossing. 
Um, and I've heard that from a lot of different people. That Animal Crossing is a game that you can like dig into for several hours. And uh, something that just kind of really calms you down. And sort of you know that sort of thing. Um, now Last of Us 2 isn't a game that calms me down necessarily. But uh, it's still a special experience to me. Um, Crash Bandicoot 4 is, is a better example of that. It's an incredibly frustrating game at certain points. Because you die a lot. But... It's a happier experience, certainly, because of the, the, the cartoony sort of uh, aspect of the game as well. Um, and, you know, Crash is always sort of fun and goofy and happy and that sort of thing. And that's that's really, really fun as well. But, yeah, I, I hope that everyone can find a game like that. I really, really do. A game that just e- either makes you really, really happy or is a special experience. That is something that you can you can think about now and again when, when you want something uh, good to kind of think about and help you. Because... Uh, Hey, some people some people really struggle with different things, and especially this year with COVID and that bringing people down a little bit more. Um, I I don't only hope that people can do that. I um I think it's important, and I want people to to find not not just a game. Maybe it's a book. Maybe it's a it, maybe you really like collecting figures that makes you happy or something. Or it's a show, or it's a film, or a comic book, or re- really anything. Um, I hope that everyone can find the sort of experience that does that for them. Because I do think it's important. I do. So, um, and I kind of moved past my idea. Because I remember when I went to plan that podcast. And I remember, just in the back of my mind, you know, the the negative part of me was thinking like, oh, people are going to laugh at you because like, you know, um, you're saying that video games have kind of helped you. Some people would look at that as a silly thing. I was like, video games have helped you. What are you on about? Um, But it's, it's, it's true the case so uh yeah i'm glad that you found that michelle and uh, that's brilliant as well uh and if anybody's got any other games that they've experienced that have helped them through a difficult time or just something that's particularly special to you uh do feel free to write in and we can discuss those as well so uh i'd love to do that that'd be great but uh yeah wanted to end on a really nice happy note for today and uh, end with michelle's email so thank you all very much for listening uh robert might be back next week i don't completely know for sure uh we'll have to work things out um I think it's more likely that he possibly returns when this job is finished just because the way he was describing things to me it's a little bit all over the place uh, I suppose but we'll see how things go we'll see how things go from next week but uh, for this week it's been me so thank you to listen thank you for listening to me this week so uh, and I hope that you enjoyed everything that I discussed um I'm going to discuss this with Robert Moore on the podcast next time um but I do want to talk about like and I know we've kind of just ended on a happy note. I want to know if... How do I kind of bring this up? I want to know if people feel like I'm talking about Last of Us 2 too much. Um, because I'm not going to... If if the occasion arises where we should talk about it. Like with the Game Awards nominations and the Joystick Award wins that it got. Um, but it is a game of reference to me for so many different reasons, so that's why I kind of bring it up so much. And plus it's still very recent, and it's a very special game to me, and I, I tried to bring up Crash Bandicoot 4 as well, but if it is irritating people, I do want to know if that's the case. Um, so yeah, just, just let me know. But again, like I said, I hope that people can find that special, uh, meaningful experience for them. But uh, I'll talk about that with, with Robert when he's, when he's back on the show. I want to know how he kind of feels about it as well. Um, so... Yeah, because I don't don't want to annoy the audience with with that, I suppose. Uh, But thank you all very much for listening. You can find everything that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcast. Goodwin recently. Uh, By the way, we travel to... Actually, I don't know if it's a home or away game, but uh, we've got PSG tomorrow in the Champions League, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, There's apparently some players not available, so... 
We'll see how that goes. But thanks for listening. You can find everything that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. If you like what you've heard today and you want to support it and uh, hear some more from us, of course, entertainmenttalk.org is where you can find everything. But if you want to get involved and support uh, the podcast and the website and everything, uh, Patreon. There's a $1 and $3 level tiers for every podcast and uh, review options. Uh, word of mouth, you can simply tell people that you know about the uh, website and the iTunes feeds. And uh, help them get involved as well. Uh, word of, uh, sorry, uh, social media you can do the same thing, but Facebook and Twitter, different Facebook groups or whatever you're using these days. Uh, TV and film news. If you want your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news, um, Geek Town, uh, Geek Town EK, run by David, of course. Uh, Geek Town EK. If you're up-to-date, reliable TV and film news. If you want that in weekly podcast format, Tuesdays today, uh, there will be a new episode available. Uh, every week on Tuesdays for your up to date reliable TV and film news. So check that out. Geek down the credit EK for all of that as well. Uh, over on the Twitch side of things, Bex is streaming daily at the moment over on Twitch. She's, she's got her uh, Scream Saturday streams. Um, so check those out. Find her on, on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista B Y T E S. Uh, you can go and find her over there. Uh, for me, I'm streaming on Twitch now and again. Did stream some Last of Us 2 the other day. I'm going to do possibly today. I don't completely know. Depends on time and things like that. But uh, possibly some point later in this week. Maybe Friday. Maybe Thursday. Uh, I haven't completely worked it out. As you can probably tell. But uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitch as well. UK. Uh, for all that and for some different games as well. And of course, look out for Let's Play Sundays. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time. Goodbye.